Welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join me. You know how much I appreciate when you take your time to listen to what I have to say or to watch us live. Let us know that you're here. I love the interaction. Let me know where you're watching from. If you're listening to the podcast or watching the recording, still send us a message. We love to hear from you. We love to know that you're out there, you're listening, you're watching. You can uh, send me a message at, at admin at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. I would love to hear from you. So I am really excited about my guest today. I am joined with Kaylin Medici, and we met at the Bounce Conference in Buffalo, New York, um, and we just started talking about SBA loans. So Kaylin, I'll let you introduce yourself first. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and then um, having the opportunity to speak about a little bit what I do. So my name is Kaylin Medici and I work with Live Oak Bank. We are actually the largest SBA lender in the country and slightly different than most banks in that we um, originally grew by starting individual industry teams. So Way back when, when we started, we only lent in the veterinary business. So we were known as the doggy bank. And then year after year have grown. Um, I think we're in about 35 plus different industries now. So all I do every day, all day is um, help people like yourselves that and lend in the early education business. Um, and so this means, you know, we work on a wide variety of projects, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but it's really helpful to have someone um, who you partner with who is specific to the industry and knows the ins and outs and nuances of what you guys are dealing with day to day. Yeah. And that is part of the reason I asked you to come on my podcast, because that exactly why is knowing this industry. I've been told so many times that banks don't like to touch childcare. It is a risky industry is what we hear. And I know a lot of my audience has given up on even trying for SBA loans because the banks tell them it is too risky, that our industry is tough and all of the things. So that's why it is nice having you who know the ins and outs and are industry specific because you can help us set us up for success. Right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the opportunities out there. I know before we started recording, I was telling you about um, how I spoke to some owners um, over the weekend and their perception of what an SBA loan can do for them is seems to be limited on like mortgages or anything that is building related. What are some of the other options that people have? Yeah. So I think, one kind of interesting thing is to back up and talk about what is an SBA loan and how they work. Um, so the SBA um, Small Business Administration essentially came out and they said, we are going to provide a government guarantee on these loans to help small businesses and help fuel the American economy. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that it's not you're getting uh, funds from the SBA. You are getting funds from a bank 
and that is guaranteed by the SBA. Um, so just one uh, thing to keep in mind when you're talking to different banks is that they are lending their own money, but they're just guaranteed by the SBA program. So when you're looking at SBA loans, they really can cover everything. And it's up to each individual bank on what projects they are willing to finance. So it's hard because you have SBA rules and then you also have the bank specific rules. So that's really important to keep in mind. So you're wanting to, you know, the SBA rules can be very vague and they can cover a lot of products, but different banks are going to have different credit boxes on what they'll they'll lend to. So mm-hmm. with SBA for us, for our projects, we're looking at acquisitions. So if you're looking to purchase an existing business, that can be you're just purchasing the business and the, or you're purchasing the business and the real estate. Ground up startups are a majority of what we do. I'd say about 60 percent. Um, so you're buying the land, you're doing construction, we're funding working capital. If there's a franchise involved, we're paying those fees. Um about two years ago, refinances was really big because the rate market was down. But then there's also a whole other world that you can look at of, you know, small business lending. So in the SBA world, that's anything that's below 500000 right now. And that can encompass things like equipment purchases, or maybe you need to redo your playground or buy some trucks. Like th- those things can all fit under the program. It's just dependent on matching with the correct bank that has the credit box that you're looking for. Oh, that's awesome. And so even a small expansion that's under 500,000, that is going to actually categorize differently. Like if they just want to add a room or um, what I'm looking into right now is adding a modular to my child care center. Mm-hmm. So uh, like just a prefab um, class, kind of like the schools that had those classrooms that are just prefabs, you know, they're already there. So mm-hmm. something like that is actually an option as well. Is that as long as it meets both bank and SBA criteria? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, really, the only thing that you need to qualify for the SBA program is you need to be a U.S. citizen. So 50% or more of the business needs to be owned by a U.S. citizen or legal resident. Um, the business needs to be owner operated. So in the child care space, really, that's all we're dealing with. You know, you are the person inside the building running the business, something like an investment real estate property where you're not actually operating the business that would fall outside of the SBA. Okay. Um, and then the other one is basically when you are putting your own equity injection into your business. So, you know, you're financing it as also. But those are the categories for SBA lending. Um, and then you have your bank credit policies too. Okay. So, and let, so let's talk about credit policies. Yeah. I know a lot of people become afraid of that part. And I think a lot of people out there think that they have to have 750, 800 credit scores in order to qualify. But isn't that kind of why SBA is there? Because they're basically coming to the bank saying, look, we're going to back this person up. Yeah. And- So it it just kind of gives them that safety net. Is that right? Right, exactly. So for us, we're going to be looking for a credit score of 650 or better um, and really looking for history that shows you've managed your cash well. So when we look at credit card statements, we don't want to see the balance up high. We don't want to see a history of late payments. Um, but again, we also are looking into the story of what that looks like. If there was, you know, some medical 
issue that happened that you got behind on bills. We just want to know the story behind that. But the whole point of the SBA is to be what they call, and if you look at like a um, 12th grade history book, was the lender of last resort. So really, it's a chance for business owners to get in the financing industry without a huge amount of equity down. So if you look at like a conventional loan, they're going to say, okay, we'll lend just off the real estate and you'll have to give 25% of it. Whereas on the business side, we're looking more at cash flow and really wanting to give business owners the chance to get financing with a low money down. Um, With that said, you know, the requirements that a conventional lender might have SBA is going to be below that because we want to make sure that we're giving small business owners opportunities. Right. And so many small business owners, we don't know how to start our company's credit because that's something I've actually um, intentionally started working on a couple of years ago, which, and I'll tell you, I was a business owner for 15 years before I decided, okay, my company is a stand on its own without me backing it up with its own credit. It took me 15 years to even know that this thing I need, I mean, I knew in the back of my head that it existed, but I didn't really realize why I needed to do that until my husband passed away. To be honest, I Mm -hmm. always, him and I always backed everything up. And then when he passed away, it just completely changed my credit. It, It, my credit history pretty much got a like according to the banks, they just kind of decided that was non-existent mm-hmm. and uh, because they gave so much credit to the business success to him that it was almost like I had to reprove myself. And now I realized at that point, wow, had I just set up business credit on my own, I wouldn't be in this position at all. So that's something, is, and that is something SBA can help with as well, isn't it? Where it actually helps the business stand on its own two feet without the owner. Yeah. So I think I think that the way that SBA helps is that the emphasis for majority of banks is going to be on cash flow versus yes. something like what's the what's your credit score. It, it's not like a mortgage where right. they're looking at, OK, this is their credit score. This is their income. We can lend up to this amount. It's more based off of what the business is generating. So in that way, it's really important that you do keep tabs on on what the business is doing and making sure you have accurate accurate financials and really keeping a pulse on the business. Right. And I just also want to clarify before for my listeners out there, when and I'm not when you do establish your company's credit, you you are going to be a part of it no matter what, when you have a baby company, even if like me, your company's 15 years old, if you haven't got taken steps to have your duns and all of those things, and you haven't actually done anything with your business, then yes, you are going to absolutely SBA or not, your social security number is going to be tied to that. But there are steps we can take where the business doesn't always need your social forever. So that Mm -hmm. is what I had not done in the past. And when Um, you're saying that, are you thinking about breaking up the business and like into two different entities? Not even. I'm just saying um, letting the business stand on its own without Mm -hmm. you basically just letting it stand on its own, period, where you don't constantly have to come and back it up, you know, with your own personal credit, which again, like you were saying, that is having those accurate books is so important. Having that 
history um, is so important. Knowing your financials and uh, and I'll tell you before when I started this journey as a child care center owner, um, gosh, it's been almost ten years, but. I was a mess, to be honest. I've been an owner for about 17 years, but about 10 years ago, I finally, I was going bankrupt, literally going bankrupt. And um, I just didn't know what to do. I had to get my stuff together. So my financials was a box, a cardboard box with all my receipts and everything in it. And when I hired my first financial advisor, I basically took them the box and said, here you go. Yes. These are my financials. And um, I hired an amazing coach that taught me the profit first method by Mike Michalowicz. And I basically told me, you need to learn how to read all this. And so she made re- helped me to really understand as an owner, why is it so important to be business finance literate? Mm-hmm. I thought because I ran really good household financials that I could be great at business. And I had no clue what I was doing. So now that's part of what my company does. We help owners get a hold of their financials, learn this is how you read a PL, this is how you read a balance sheet. You've got to know where your key performance indicators are. You need to know what your break even per age group, all of those things, so that their financials are set and ready. They know where their money is going. They have money in savings. They've got their cash flow under control. That way, when they come to you, it's all just ready. You can just ask for the reports and here you go. It's done. It's ready. Here's my last couple of years history. And it makes it so much easy for easier for us, not only to run the day to day and stay profitable, but when we do decide to expand, we can come to you and say, here we go. Here's yeah. everything you need. Exactly. Cause that's what a bank is going to be looking at. I mean, we do run what's called a global cash flow. So looking at, what the business has done typically for the past three years. And then we also combine it with with your personal side. So looking at, you know, credit card spending, what your mortgage is, if there's any other personal obligations that you have to pay. Because what we're making sure is that both sides are healthy um, and that, you know, one side isn't sucking from the other. But, you know, what we're really looking at is, First, okay, for an expansion scenario that you have a healthy business that's generating profit. And then what we look for is, okay, whatever they're going to expand. Maybe right now, annexes are really big. People adding on to their property just to put more classrooms in without having to buy a complete other location. Um, So we're looking at what amount can that current cash flow support for this project we're looking at? Um, and the, the great thing about the SBA is with expansion projects, if you already own a business for two years, we can look at close to nothing down for those loans. Wow. So we can almost finance 100% of those if the cash flow and, you know, if that makes sense for this, this project you're looking at. Wow, that is, we definitely have to talk after this because yeah. I need <laughs> I'm ready to expand right now. And I just found out that the property I've been eyeing just hit the market last week. Oh, there you go. So I'm definitely ready for that. So what are some hurdles that, what are the most common hurdles that you see when people come to you and they're ready? What do you see so that people can be prepared um, Mm -hmm. before they come to you? I think the biggest thing I would say is knowing your financials, like we just spoke about. Um, 
when we're looking at a project, again, we're looking at the cash flow of your current business. When people don't know what that is, that's challenging because they don't really have a grasp on the amount of debt they can take on. Um, you know, in this current environment, I would say construction costs and interest rates are really high. So whereas, you know, a certain project might have made sense two years ago, those project costs might be double what we were originally hoping for. Yeah. Um, So a lot of my job is educating owners and going through the financials and saying, this is the amount of free cash we see that's available to help fund this next project and walking through those numbers to make sure, you know, it makes sense because in the end, we want to make sure that you're making money as well. That's the whole point of it. So we don't want to put a loan on your business where you're going to be hurting for those loan payments each month. Absolutely. So really just knowing your numbers and having, so do you guys, do you help with the projections? Because I think even if an owner has everything in line and they know their financials, like you were saying, and, and that is exactly something I went through when I, I actually looked at expanding uh, pre-COVID and I had all of my numbers in line, everything was happening. And that's when my husband was diagnosed terminally ill. So um, that was probably about five years ago altogether. So I paused everything, put everything on hold so that I could take care of him. And then um, through the time now, it is over double what I was, I, I mean, it literally would have cost me under $125,000 to add the bill, like the uh, additional classroom onto the property I have already. Right. And I already have a half an acre that's plumbed wired, ready to go. And now when I was looking at it, I just was shocked at the difference. And, and even though the timing is right, it is, um, I will allow myself to say I should have done it then because I, I shouldn't have the what happened is the way it was supposed to be. Right. It is still a sticker shock to see what I could have done then and what I'm looking at today. And honestly, in the grand scheme of things, five years is not that long for things to have over doubled. Um, it, it's really, usually with inflation, we see that kind of inflation taking a much slower pace. So, mm-hmm. um, the, so the projections I can see being a major stumbling block, because I know for me, that's exactly what I went through where I thought, oh, I've saved the cash. You know, I've saved enough cash. I'll just pay cash for all of this. And when I started getting quotes, I was just like, what? Um, And one of the contractors actually told me, uh, he was very honest and just said, look, Evelyn, when we, when you got this quote five years ago, a two by four was about $2. That same two by four today is $8. And that is four times the price. And he said, just to keep in perspective, this is what we're dealing with. This is why it's so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So um, is that something that you guys, that you can help at least guide us in the right direction is with the yeah. projections? Absolutely. I think whenever we're looking at a scenario for an expansion, whether it be you're adding additional classrooms or maybe you're looking to expand to a second location or a third location, projections are extremely important because in the you know that shows the future of your business. So yes. what we we don't like to I won't do projections for someone right. um, because we want to make sure that the borrower and the owner 
has really thought through the financials and has kind of looked at their previous performance and projected those out on the projection. So what I do a lot of is, you know, we'll take a look at the projections with the owner and say, okay, you know, we have a whole portfolio of schools that are doing really well. These are the metrics that we see as far as staffing goes or enrollment or ramp up. So I can provide feedback on what we typically have seen just to make sure they're in line with industry standards. And then we talk through, you know, does it make sense to put additional leverage on the business? So a lot of what we do is, is walking through the numbers and projections, like you said, are just, they're so important um, and really important. I think for people to put initial thought in before you turn it into a bank for an application. Okay. That's a great point. Well, this has been so informative. And so for my listeners and uh, viewers out there that are thinking of expanding, I would highly encourage you to get a hold of Kaylin. There is her email address right there. Get a hold of her. I mean, it's worth a shot. Uh, The answer to every unasked question is no. So you might as well ask. And if it's a no, that's okay. I'm sure Kaylin can at least give you guidance for it not being today. It may not be a permanent no, but a not today but here are the steps that you can take to make it happen. And for those of you who are ready to expand, um, Child Care Business Professional also has a division that can help you learn how to uh, manage multiple centers. One of our master coaches, Tara, she actually owns two child care centers in New York. She lives in Florida and she's been shopping around for another center in Florida, but she actually can come alongside you and help you learn how to juggle owning more than one child care center. So if that's something that you're interested in, we can help you at child care business professionals. Uh, Kaylin can help you get the funding that you need. And here I'll give you guys our email, admin and talk your business professionals. Oops, there we go. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> uh, and of course, we can put you in touch with Kaylin as well. Um, I'm sure we'll be working a lot more with her. I would love to talk to you myself for the information I need. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, Kaylin? No, just thank you so much for having me. And again, use me as a resource. So happy to answer any SBA questions and and guide you guys throughout the process. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.